before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you are created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Coming to Karis Bible College is like true fulfillment, truly getting teaching that would help myself as well as others. I received a lot. It was awesome. The people here and the instructors are definitely encouraging and edifying, and they just set you up for success. <laughs> and now, here's Andrew. Hello and welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. This week I've been teaching on the power of partnership. And I tell you, this has been, this has been really, really important. You know, sometimes people don't understand how, benef how beneficial it is to you to be a giver. It's obvious that when you give to somebody else, when you give to a church or to a ministry, that you're benefiting them but you need to understand how it benefits you too so that you can mix faith with it and receive the full benefit of what's happening. And I've been ministering all of this week about the power of partnership. I haven't got time to go back through all of this, but we are offering a lot of materials. It would really be a blessing. And I tell you, most people do not understand this. It's important that you mix it with faith, mix the Word of God, the truth that it shares with faith in order for you to get the benefit. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 says, The word preached unto them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You have to believe. If you give, even if you give and it benefits the other person, it's not going to come back to you and benefit you unless you're in faith when you are giving. You know, if all there was to prosperity is just give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. If that's all there was to prosperity, Luke 6, 38, well then every person who's given a thousand dollars in uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 30, I believe it is, it says that there's no person that has left house, father, mother, brother, sister, lands, that has given up all of these things, but what you will receive a hundredfold in this life with persecutions and in the world to come everlasting life. If that's all there was to prosperity is just give and then boom, it comes back to you. Just think, if you gave $1,000 and you received a hundredfold in this life, that would be $100,000. If you gave $10,000 and you received a hundredfold, then that would be a million dollars. And yet I can guarantee you there's people watching this program that you have given and it hasn't come back to you in this life and you haven't seen that, res that results. And is it because the Word isn't true? No, but it's because there's more to it than just give and boom, it automatically happens. Let me share this passage with you out of 1 Corinthians. And in chapter 13, this is what's 
commonly called the love chapter. It's talking about, you know, if you speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but if you don't have the love of God in your heart, it profits you nothing. And in verse 3 it says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity is the old English word used here in the King James Bible for God's kind of love. And it's saying if you give everything you have to feed the poor, or if you made the ultimate sacrifice and gave your body to be burned, but if you didn't do it motivated by love, it profits you nothing. That is a huge statement. That right there is saying that the motive behind your giving is more important than your giving. And this is the reason that some of you have given, and yet you haven't seen it returned in this life. It's because you didn't mix it with faith. You weren't doing it with the right heart and the right attitude. You gave because you were begged. You gave because you were pressured. You gave because you were condemned. You gave for all these other reasons, but you weren't giving out of God's kind of love. And the Scripture says in Galatians 5, 6, that faith works by love. You have to give motivated by love. You have to give in faith. You have to give with some understanding and belief about what you're doing. And so many people just give emotionally. You know, I was at a woman's house one time, and she showed me a letter. And it was written from a minister, a television minister, and it basically said, you know, it put her name in there, Dear Susan, whatever it was. Uh, it put the name in there. God woke me up at 3 o'clock this morning and told me that you were believing for someone to be saved, someone that you love. And if you will give a $1,000 offering today, God has told me that you will be blessed. And it had to be today. And her name was interspersed in there throughout the entire thing. And anyway, I was at this woman's house, and she came to me. She showed me that letter, and she was crying. And she says, man, I've been praying and believing for so-and-so to be saved, and I know that this is God. God woke him up at 3.30 in the morning and told him this, but I don't have $1,000. What do I do? And she was just heartbroken. And she showed me this, and she says, what do I do? And I just took that letter and tore it into pieces and threw it in the trash. And I said, that's what you do. And she says, how could you do that? And I said, this man didn't wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and he didn't get your name. This is a computer-generated letter. And I know some of you are thinking, how do you know that? Well, I've been around a lot of ministers, and I've seen a lot of things. And I, I know this person that she was talking about, the one that sent her the letter, and he's a crook. He's a charlatan. And he used a computer-generated letter and told her if she'd give $1,000. But see, she was giving out of debt. She was giving out of obligation. She was giving thinking that she was going to buy somebody's salvation. That doesn't work. The motive behind your gift is more important than your gift. And there's a lot of people that give because they are coerced, because they're condemned. I actually had a man who was on my board one time, and he was in a meeting, and a man took up an offering, and he says, now the meeting's not over. Don't anybody leave. We're counting the offering. I've got to have so much money, and if we don't get enough, we'll take up another offering. And he made the people sit there, and there wasn't enough. So he took up a second offering, and he says, don't leave. I've got to have so much. So he took up some more. And anyway, he took up a third offering, and he actually had people blocking the doors, wouldn't let anybody out. And he says, I still need another $1,000. And my friend who was on my board gave $1,000 just to shut this guy up and let everybody else leave. 
and he thought that that was a good thing. When he told me about it, I said, you just rewarded this man for bad behavior. You just said it worked, and he will do it again because you encouraged him. I said, I wouldn't have done that. You couldn't have forced me to give in that offering. Matter of fact, back when I was just 18 years old, when the Lord first touched my life, I was sitting in an evangelist service, and he, he was taking up an offering, and he says, I want every person in this auditorium, there's probably a 1,000 people or something like that. He says, I want every person to give $2. And this will show you how long ago this was, because he says, if you go to a movie, that's what it would cost you is $2. He was talking about the nighttime price, $2. And he says, I don't want anybody to give $20. I don't want anybody to give $50. I want every person to give $2, just like you were going to a movie. I can guarantee you my service is going to be as good as that. And he says, if you don't have $2, borrow it from your neighbor, but I want everybody to get their $2 and hold it in their hand, and I'm going to uh, look and see if everybody's holding up the thing. You've got to, in a sense, pay for this service. I was sitting on the front row. I was 18 years old. But even then, I knew better than that. And I sat there with my arms folded like this, just glaring at this guy, saying, I dare you. Point me out. Say something to me. Give me an opportunity to respond in front of these whole people because I can guarantee you, I knew as an 18-year-old that's the wrong motivation. If you give with the wrong motivation, it profits you nothing. And anyway, this guy, he saw me and he says, now everybody has to do this. And he kept forcing, but I wouldn't do it. And he was afraid to call me out, which was probably wisdom on his part because I would have taken that opportunity to say something and do something. That's wrong. If you give out of debt and out of obligation, it's wrong. That's not the proper motivation. Paul here in Philippians chapter 4, I was using these verses yesterday. He was talking about that these people had given unto him many times. They actually helped him hire a house, and he was under house arrest in Rome for two years. And it was because of his partners that paid for this. He couldn't work. He was under arrest. He was in prison. But they helped him pay for this. And he says, I'm not saying these things because I desire your gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. If you understand properly, if you give with the right attitude, well, then there is fruit. There is a harvest. There is a return on your giving. But if you give out of the wrong attitude, if you give grudgingly or of necessity, it profits you nothing. And then he goes on to say, in verse 18, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. You know, it looks like that this is just a metaphor. It's an allegory that our giving is a sweet smell to the Lord. And that may be true, but it may be that in the spiritual realm you actually there is a sin. I don't know that that's true. You don't know that it's not true. This may only be symbolism, but wouldn't it be some whether it's, whether it's actual or not, just think about this, that when you give with the right attitude, that's like a sweet smell to the Lord. And He loves it. When you give with the wrong attitude, it's like dung. It's like... <laughs> something that gives off this stench that draws every fly, every demon in the area to it. Did you know that your attitude is either a sweet smell 
are a repulsive smell to the Lord and an attractive smell to all of the demons. And I think that the way many of us have been giving, it has not been a sweet smell to the Lord. Paul here was saying that, that he had everything and their sacrifice had been a sweet smell, pleasing to God. And then in verse 19 he says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now again, this is another verse that we've taken out of Philippians, out of context. And we just say this for every Jane Doe and Joe Blow Christian that God is just going to supply all of your need. Well, it is true that Jesus died for you not only so that your sins could be forgiven and that your bodies could be healed and that you could be delivered from oppression and depression, but He also died to produce prosperity for you. I believe that. I believe that God wants to prosper you, but it is also true that not every person watching this program is going to prosper. Not because God doesn't want to prosper you, but because you aren't in faith and you aren't sowing your seed. You're eating all of your seed. You aren't cooperating with God. There's things that we have to do in order to position ourselves to receive the grace that God has made available to us. And so it's not true to say that, that my God is going to supply your need. We've got millions, potentially billions, four, over four billion people can watch this program. But I can guarantee you that not four billion people watching this program are going to experience God's prosperity. Not because God doesn't want to prosper you, but because not all of you are going to take a step of faith and believe God. And somebody says, oh yeah, I'm believing God for prosperity. Well, it's one thing to say you're believing. Prove it. Faith without works is dead. If you are taking all of your money and if you are using it and consuming it for yourself and upon your own needs and you're saying, I can't give because I need all of this, you can say you're believing God, but you aren't. You know, if you really believe the promises, Luke 6, 38, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over that means that you won't even have room enough to receive all of the abundance. If you believe Mark chapter 10, verse 30, where there's no person that gives up things for the Lord, but what you will receive a hundredfold in this life. If you really believe that, I guarantee you, you would be giving. If you were in a service, if we were here face to face, if we were in a meeting, and if I said that for any person, that gives whatever amount of money, I'll give you back 100 times what you give. Now, I may not do it right this moment, but within you know, your lifetime, you are going to get back 100 times whatever you put in the offering. If I could say that, and if I had the ability to, to fulfill that, then you would be absolutely foolish not to give if you believed it. Even if you didn't have the money right then, even if you were running short of money, you could, you could turn to your neighbor and say, could you give me $100 or $10 or whatever it is? And if they gave you $10 and if you put $10 in there and you got a hundredfold return, well, then that would be $1,000. And you could say, when I get my 1000 back, I'll not only pay you back your 10 I'll give you another 10 You can make 100% interest and I'll still be, uh, what would that be, $90? or $80 ahead. If you really believe that I could do that, you would be absolutely foolish not to give. And yet, there's people who say, oh yeah, I believe the Word of God and I'm believing God for prosperity, but 
I can't give. Oh, I need all of this. You can say it any way you want to, but you do not really believe what Jesus said, that you'll receive a hundredfold in this life, that it'll become back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, that my God will supply all of your need. You don't really believe it, or I guarantee you, you would be a giver. And not just a giver like... You know, I was in church one time, and a man was sitting next to me, and he didn't know who I was. It was in a large church with like 10,000 people there. And I watched him... And as he, uh, the offering came by, he opened up his wallet and he had $100 bills, $50 bills, 20s, 10s, everything. He got two $1 bills out of his wallet and put it in that offering bucket. Now, I don't know his total situation, but I do know that I saw that he had hundreds, maybe $1,000 in his wallet, and he put $2 in. I can guarantee you that person is not a giver. He was giving probably so that he wouldn't look bad in the sight of other people as the bucket came by, and so he just put something in. He tipped God. That's not giving. That's not trusting God. You need to give to the point that if the Word of God isn't true, you're in trouble. If you just give what you can do without so that if the Word doesn't work, it doesn't matter because you're going to make it anyway. You're just giving what's left over, what's extra, well, then you aren't really trusting God. You need to give to a degree that, God, I, if your word isn't true, well, then I'm in trouble. If you're only giving what you can do without, then it, you aren't giving in faith. Again, if you really believe that God says you, he, you will prosper a hundred times in this life, if you really believe that, I guarantee you, you would be giving more. You would be giving and trusting God. But... Your actions speak loud. They speak very loudly. And I guarantee you, most people are giving after they've covered all of their needs and after they've done everything. Again, the Bible says that we are supposed to give the first fruits. We are, the first thing we're supposed to do is to take a portion and set it aside and give to the Lord. You don't give what's left over. You don't give in a way that it takes no faith. You don't give just what you can spare. You give to God first. You give Him the first fruits, not the last fruits, not the leftover fruits. I'm speaking to a lot of people, and, you know, this doesn't come naturally. Some of you, you may not have a bad heart. It may, be, it may not be that you just disbelieve and you're, you're rebellious towards the Word, but naturally speaking, you just trust in what you have in your hands, and how do you trust a person that you can't see? How do you trust that this is going to work? It looks like subtraction instead of addition. When you give something away, you, you're subtracted, you're left. That's the way that, that people think in the natural. But if you are thinking scripturally, it produces fruit that abounds to your account. And let me get back to this verse that started me off on all of this, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This was written to Paul's partners. This was written to people who gave not only a little bit, who gave not only so that they could pay for what they got personally, but these were people that had gone beyond just giving to pay for their needs, and they were now enabling the Apostle Paul to go and share the gospel in other places, even in Rome. He got to share the gospel with Nero. It says that there were many in Caesar's household who had believed in Philippians chapter 1. And they were supporting him and paying his 
his rent. He lived in a hired house for two years in, under house arrest, and they paid for this. And for those people, God would supply all of their need. You can't take this verse and just say this for every Joe Blow, Jane Doe Christian. It doesn't work that way because you have to believe. You have to be trusting God. You have to sow some seed, and then this harvest, and then this response comes. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people watching this program. We've got millions and millions of people watching this program. And there are many of you that I'm saying this in love. I'm not after you. You don't have to give to me, but give to your, give to somebody that's in need. Give to your church. Give to somebody. You need to start giving. And I'm talking to millions of people that you need God to prosper you. You are praying for God to prosper you. You may have even quoted Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. It says, but God, your word says you'd supply all of my needs. This was written to people who were partners, people who had gone beyond themselves, and they were sharing their finances to share the gospel with other people, and God supplied their needs. If you want to claim Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, you need to become a partner. You need to start giving beyond what it costs for you to get materials, for you to receive. You need to quit tipping God, and you need to become a deliberate on purpose, radical, fanatical, faith-filled giver. And then I can say with authority that my God will supply all of your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Notice it says it's according to His riches in glory, not according to the U.S. economy or the U.K. economy or the Australian economy or South Africa, wherever you're watching this program. It's not according to the man-made system. God will meet your needs supernaturally. Do you know it was 2009 when we had the Great Recession, is what some people called it, 2008 and 2009, and the stock market tanked. People were committing suicide. Their whole fortunes collapsed, and people began to start, uh, you know, being fearful and withdrawing. You know, in the Colorado Springs area, we have literally hundreds of parachurch ministries, and many of them, I'm associated with many, many of them, and most of them, all but really, maybe one or two churches that I know of, all of them planned on having financial problems. They decreased their budgets. They began to start laying off people, preparing for disaster, because that's what the world was saying. That's what was happening in the U.S. economy. And it was during that exact time that God spoke to me that I was supposed to start building a Bible college campus. And we actually bought a piece of property in Woodland Park, Colorado, 157 acres in 2009. And I started building. And since 2009, we didn't actually start construction until 2012. But in 2012, since then, we have built over $70 million worth of buildings on this campus debt-free. Now, I went in debt for a parking garage. I didn't want to. It's a long story. I'm not going to go into it, but I did go into debt, but I'm believing to get that parking garage paid off by the end of 2019. So anyway, we built over $70 million worth of buildings debt-free during the Great Recession when everybody else was, was cutting back and laying off people and thinking smaller. I was increasing, the largest increase that I've ever seen. Actually, I don't know of any ministry that has ever 
seen the same amount of increase over and above what it takes to maintain their television ministry and all the other things. We spent an extra $70 million in six and a half years on top of that. And did you know what? The reason that that worked is because God supplied my need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus, not according to the U.S. economy. There's people that honestly don't see God as their source. They see this, their job, this thing is their source. But when you get into partnership, God will supply your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I've got a two-part series here entitled The Power of Partnership. I've got it on CDs and DVDs. We have this DVD that I mentioned, Rick and Mitzi Pudlow, and we have their testimony on here along with four others, and that would be a real encouragement to you. And then I've got this book entitled Financial Stewardship. I want this ministry to prosper and I want it to go as far as possible. I'm receiving so much from the ministry. I have to be a blessing to this ministry. You get to a point where it's like, what can I do for this ministry now? As opposed to not, what can it do for me? What Andrew's doing, I'm doing it with him when I partner with him. Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was doing the praise and worship, and then she'd come back and run the sound while I was preaching. We did it all ourselves. Now we have so many people helping us, and it couldn't happen without you. It's very true. We're very thankful for our partners and what they're doing, and you're going around the world too, and everything that this Amen. ministry does. Amen. So we just wanted to say a special thank you and uh, we love you and every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're gonna share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us. If you're not already a partner, you can become a Grace Partner today by going to awmi.net. As a thank you for becoming a partner, Andrew would like to offer you the CD album of today's teaching on the power of partnership as his gift to you. Also available today is the Power of Partnership Package, which includes the Financial Stewardship Book, the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, and your choice of either the Power of Partnership CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $55, but you can get it today for only $39. For those of you who would like to be partners with us, We've got a lot of things going on, and the thing that right now that the Lord has really laid on my heart is to get our parking garage paid off as quickly as possible. We actually have a $23 million loan on that 1,022 space parking garage. It's five stories tall, and I tell you, it is such a blessing. We are using it. It's a godsend, but we need to get it paid off. And the Lord laid on my heart to just ask for 23,000 people to give $1,000. And I know that that's a lot of money for some people. For other people, it's not a problem. But you know, if you gave $100 a month for 10 months, it would only take 10 months for us to come up with that. And if we get this paid off within just the next few months, I'll save nearly $7 million in interest. And if the Lord has led you to join with us, we have what we call a 1K club and you can contact us and let somebody know about it because we need to designate this money towards that. But we believe that we're getting our parking garage paid off quickly 
and thank you for being a part of this. Join with Andrew and become part of the 1K Club today by going to awmi.net. Our helpline is closed today, but you can always visit our website where you can order ministry materials online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. On our website, you'll not only find materials from today's broadcast, you'll find a wealth of ministry resources available to you. If you prefer, you can order materials by writing us. Use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.